Hi, I already forget the line, but tell me if I get it right. Hi, this is Robbie Hoffman. Welcome to showbizmonkeys.com. Around this town, I'm all right. Around this town, I'm all right. I mean, no consequence when you're playing with the fire. Move to the left. Hi, Paul. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Your last name's not Landry, is it? It is not. Good. He was a boss I hated in accounting. Okay, I am. Uh, I'm not an accountant, so. Just wanted to confirm you didn't also have a career switch, and then fooled me into this. No, no, that would be really, really mean of me if that was the case. I think. Do you consider Juice paranoid? I might fall into that category. <laughs> I have no idea. The verdict's out. The first time I saw you do comedy was actually uh, at the 2017 Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Oh my god. Yeah, I was just blown away by your originality and your style and uh, was very happy that Laura Ray had booked you for the fest. And so just want to maybe start with uh, talking about your experience doing festivals like that in Canada, these smaller festivals that might not be as big as something like Just for Laughs. Yeah, that festival was actually super fun. Um, my experience doing festivals in Canada has been great. I've done that one. I've done one in Calgary uh flat island um i you know i used to do i've done jfl 42 i filmed my special there jesus i filmed my special there uh in september so i mean it's always been great the hotels are good <laughs> um which is nice clean no bed bugs i mean as a comic it's a very low bar for what we what we you know what makes us happy yeah. um you know uh, so yeah, they've all been really, really fun. Um, Canadian audiences are great. I mean, I started stand up here, so it's always nice to come back and visit. Um, now did you start stand up in Montreal or Toronto? I started in Montreal for a hot minute and then I really came into myself in Toronto. I know the Toronto scene over the last few years has grown quite a bit. Uh, and you were in the scene during that time. How did you find the Toronto scene during that growth period, and uh, how did it help you? It was unbelievable. I mean, when you're, when you're in Montreal, everybody in Montreal tells you that Toronto sucks. <laughs> you know, they have a huge, and I love Montreal, but Montreal is, it has some insecurities that are deep-rooted. So you think Toronto sucks. You're like, oh, it sucks. They think they're, they're jocks. They're a big city, isn't it? And you get there, and it's fantastic. The city works. There's subways. There's the streetcars. Uh, there's no, tr like the traffic, there's traffic, but people don't know what the, you know, it's not pylon traffic. It's traffic because people are on the street. It's not because there's huge holes in the ground. Right. It was just, and then the scene was incredibly welcoming. I mean, uh, you know, the Toronto comedy scene opened their, you know, arms to me. I was booked, you know, booked up all the time and just really coming into my own. I was doing a ton of stage time and I just, it was just a great city. What I would say about Toronto is it works. It just works. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe that's not the case recently. I know they have a lot of, I kind of was like at the tail end and then forward and that was it. Um, <laughs> so everything's really gone to shit. But at the time I was there, it worked. And it was wonderful. <laughs> and even though you just uh, did a little bit of stand-up when you were in Montreal, uh, now that you're uh, going to be at Just for Last Festival uh, later this month, doing two big shows, including one really cool show of your own, uh, the early evening show with Robbie Hoffman. Are you excited to be kind of returning to Montreal with such a cool feature show? 
Uh, excited is a tough word for me. I don't get excited. <laughs> okay. Um, I get nervous, which I think it like tells my brain that's excited. Like I just wake up since three years old. I've been anxious. I think that's just inherited trauma of being Jewish. So excitement, again, everybody's been asking if I'm excited. I'm not sure I know what that feeling is. Um, I don't know if that's my family, if we never got excited about things. Uh, I never had a book at Scholastic, so maybe I had <laughs> early things where I was never, like, taught excitement. I never, like, got a surprise. I didn't get mail at camp. Right. You know, like, there were things that you could get excited about that I just missed those learning things. Uh-huh. But I think the feelings of happiness that I'm feeling are telling me I'm excited. Okay. I'm hoping they're that. Um, I know that I find it thrilling that my early evening show, which is my response to the late night show, got into the festival. Um, it's such a joke and it's so much fun to put on. Um, it's just, well, all these late night hosts are squabbling about late night time slots, you know, midnight and 1am. I'm like, just give me seven o'clock, have me in bed by nine. Let's calm <laughs> down. You know, I, we don't need to book big guests. We're going to book my cousin, Daniel Lutowski, going to tell us what's up. And then we're going to have the guy who I lost my virginity to. It's like, what else do you need? I saw you post a post about that in a promo on uh, on Facebook. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. he he will be there. That's a, I'm sure an interesting story. Yeah, the the you know the show I was doing kind of to um, I was working out what a late night show would look like for me, and we did it in L.A. and it just blew up. Um, it totally like it way oversold in L.A. and it just turned into this huge thing, and people just loved it. So it kind of, you know, I wasn't expecting to get in the first year with the show, but it's been amazing. And then we have now two shows, not just one show. We have another one now. Uh, so there's two shows. It's still limited seating, but um, we're doing as, you know, as good as we can for that. And we'll, you know, we'll pack it in where we can to standing and whatever. About a month ago, I guess, uh, you had put up uh, your own version of the Chris Gessard show, uh, which is a show you wrote on and worked on for a little while. Well, that well, that's what the early evening. Yes, yeah, so I you, you, I put the link up. So now that's the early evening show. It's the same show, but so Gessard, that guy, you know, he's got he had a baby and has nothing better to do than threaten to sue me. <laughs> I mean, come on. So uh, I changed the name to my original early. I'm kidding, by the way. He's never threatened to sue me. I just told everyone that he has nothing, that he just had a baby and he's on paternity leave, so to speak, and working on some other projects a little more low-key. And I've been, meanwhile, like, on the internet telling her, can you believe Chris Gethard has nothing better to do than sue me? <laughs> like, he's never once, even he's been nothing but so supportive, and I keep throwing him under the bus. Because that's what's funny to me. When can I laugh? <laughs> I'm making everyone laugh, but what makes me laugh? I think it's funny to Chris, too, right? Great. I hope so. He's a sensitive guy. Uh-huh. It, it, you know what? It's not my concern if it's funny to him. <laughs> right now, I have to lawyer up and deal with everything. I mean, it's really sick. And you have a show to promote, too, so that's important. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So Early Evening, which is my spinoff of The Chris Gethard Show with Robbie Hoffman, which is my spinoff of The Chris Gethard Show, uh-huh. will be at the festival, and I can't. Yeah. I mean, I am excited for that. I think it could be the first thing I'm ever excited for. Like I mentioned, you you wrote a little bit for the Chris Gethard show. You've also written for Baroness Von Sketch show, Working Moms. Yeah. How is it as a stand-up going into writers' rooms and think writing for other people and writing for other voices? Do you find that that was an easy transition, or is it two totally different parts of your brain? Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you know in the stand-up world, I'm known as a stand-up, and in the writer world, I have just as big as a career in writing. 
um, and I'm only known as the writer. So it's very interesting. I mean, to me, it wasn't a transition. I've always been a writer and a stand-up. Um, for me, it's really one is during the day and one is in the evening. Okay. Uh, I have a day job and I have a night job. Um, so this is like my night shift. Um, I'm like, oh, I'm going to my other shift. So I leave typically a writer's room around seven. I have two hours for supper and then I'm on stage. Right. Um, I don't have kids. Um, I have friends who work in banking, Merrill Lynch, different things like that. And they work the same job for from 7 a.m. to 12 a.m. You know, they work. A, I just do two jobs that I both love. Um, and exactly that, like you said, I think you nailed it. It's two different things. What's great about having different avenues that I write and that I perform is sometimes when you think of something, a quick joke, it could be a tweet. Sometimes I think of something like that's a good stand up bit. Sometimes I think of something, it's a story. It needs a script, mm -hmm. you know, so I have all these avenues. I don't have to lose any of the content that I think of. I just place it somewhere. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to express myself in all those different avenues rather than losing something that's too long for stand up, for instance. I'm like, oh, I'll write a story about it. And it's great. And it's a lot of fun being in rooms. I mean, one is so collaborative. The writing process for me is so collaborative. And that's something I love about it. Mm -hmm. um, I love the pinball effect of pitching an idea out. It goes to some, uh, another writer catches it expands it, throws it back out. Another writer even, you know, it, it snowballs into something greater than it started with. Um, and stand-up very solitude. Stand-up is my own thing. Stand-up is I'm the final word. Stand-up is my instinct, my gut. I think it's funny, then it goes. I don't have to consult another soul about it. So it's just one's collaborative, which I love, and one is just personal. And I, you know, I, they're both special to me for different reasons. And they help each other. Like stand-up is my muscle for everything. Stand-up is my exercise. Stand-up is like somebody going to the gym and needs to stay sharp. When I come into the room the next morning at 10, I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. I've been out the night before. And another interesting duality you have, uh, besides the, the way you're writing, is you're an American who spent a lot of time living in Canada and still works in Canada, but now lives back in the U.S. Uh, do you find that gives you a, a unique perspective, both as a stand-up and as a TV writer and just as a human being these days? Well, yeah, it gives me, first of all, safety. I mean, I have my Canadian passport. I'm like, okay, this shit goes to hell. I'm going back. But also, it's interesting because I'm a dual uh, citizen. Uh, so marriage material, ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> but whenever I'm in Canada, people regard me as an American. And then when I'm in the U.S., they're like, oh, she's Canadian. It's like I'm never what I am where I am <laughs> right. is what I have found. I'm like the most American for Canadians, and I'm the most Canadian for America. So it's just, it's really interesting that I'm the most of the other thing whenever I'm in those countries. <laughs> but you know what? I don't think there should be a Northern, you know, if we get philosophical, I don't believe in borders really. I don't think anybody owns land, but mm -hmm. especially the Northern war. I mean, what are Canadians doing? I mean, come on. It's just wild. I don't consider it because I move so freely between the countries, not to brag. Um, it really doesn't faze <laughs> me much. But you are living in LA right now as your home base. Yes. Is that uh, being so intensely in the entertainment industry in L.A., has that given you a different perspective on comedy and writing and all that compared to Toronto or New York? Uh, well, New York's a shithole. I was there last year for Gethard. I wrote there for a year. Um, and it's an amazing city. New York's got energy. It's mm -hmm. got nothing else. <laughs> uh, the subway's falling apart. The city is full of trash. It's a dump. But it's got energy. L.A., is is the opposite in that way and where it's, it's nice to live um and the thing is is you know i love that the industry 
it's really unique in that your industry is taken really seriously there. So when you're in Toronto or you're in New York, you know, I worked in Manhattan, for instance, our studio was on Fifth Avenue. So I would often be out with bankers and different things like that. And when you say you're a writer, they don't really know what that means or they think you're like on food stamps. Like nobody right. has no, any idea because they work at, you know, Bank of America or wherever they work. And the richest people there probably work in money and finance. The richest people in L.A. work in entertainment. So a girl can dream in L.A. You could take your car out, drive out to Malibu, look at the nicest houses you've ever seen, and it, chances are, oh, yeah, that guy created Eddie Murphy's show. Or that's Eddie Murphy's house. Or that's, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's, you can dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it, the entertainment, it's a real thing. When you're in L.A. and people go, oh, uh, what do you write on? They know it. They're excited. It's a real industry. You're taken seriously. Um, so it's very different. I've never lived in a city where I'm like, you know, treat it like, like, you know, when you hear doctors or lawyers in LA, it's like, I'm a lawyer, but I'm a writer. Yeah. Yeah. You have a certain pedigree there that is, is special and is nice uh, to have that community there. Well, that's great. And then finally, can you just tell people a little bit about the ethnic show that you're also part of at Just for Laughs and then where people can find you online and in various other places if they're not going to be in Montreal for the festival? Okay. Uh, well, I'm the only Holocaust denier on the ethnic show. Uh, so I'm the token. No, I'm kidding. I'm the token Jew um, on the ethnic show. Um, uh, so for those actually denying the Holocaust, there's other acts for you. I am not offended if you walk out during my set. Um, but I will be there for the Jews. Should I wear a yarmulke? Is that legal here? I don't think so. Who knows? And where people can find me, they can find me on Twitter at I am Robbie Hoffman for nudes. They can go to Instagram. Uh, my handle is Robbie Hoffman. Um, and they can check me out. 19 performances at the Ethnic Show um, and two of my early evening late night show. Showbizmonkeys.com. <laughs>